Hey, are you? Uh, are we out of practice? Yeah, we're super out of practice, but here we go. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how our song goes. I would go out tonight, but there's a new episode of Reaction Brits. Oh my God, that was so good. I would go out tonight, but there's a new episode of Reaction Brits. We're back. We are back. We were gone for a long time. We were gone for a very long time. Yeah. We needed a little break. Hey. Hi. Hey, everybody. <laughs> it's nice to see you. It's been a very long time. It's been a hugely long time. How long has it been? Uh, like a year and a couple of months. Why? Uh, we've been busy. I don't know. You were back to work, so you didn't have the editing time. Um, but now I'm out of work. Yeah. Now you're back <laughs> to not working and yeah. you have time for this. Yeah. Which is kind of fun for us. Yeah, it's super fun. Just life gets busy, you know. A lot of stuff has happened in the last year and how many months? Um, like two. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I know that we had a Christmas post. We did. Yeah. In December of 2021. And then our next post was Christmas of December, 2022. Both about postcards we received from friend of the show, yeah. C.A. Smith and his family in the UK. And we realized, yeah, wow, we haven't done an episode in a long time. Mm-hmm. Here we are. And I had bought a new recording setup and everything for doing the podcast and it's never been used. This is the first time. So hopefully yeah. it sounds okay. Mm-hmm. But Robin, yes, David. How have you been doing? I've been doing quite well. Great. Yeah. How about you? I've been doing fantastically. Good. Yeah. We got married. We did. We got married since our I last um, episode. Yeah. Yeah. December tenth. A, a bit of a big deal. A big change. Yeah. It was fun. It was a really fun day. We had a ceremony just with our family and then a big, huge party with our friends. And mm-hmm. um, it was the perfect day. And our friend, Dr. Aaron King, married us. He sure did. He did a wonderful job. Then we went home and made sweet love. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll cut that out. Okay, thank you. Well, a lot of stuff has happened. We're still trucking along. We're, we're going to come back to doing the podcast when we can. Yeah. And when we have the gumption and the desire to do it. Yeah, bi-weekly was a lot. So we're going to continue to do the podcast, but just when the mood strikes and when we have time, we want to keep it fun. We want to keep it fresh. We want to keep it frivolous. We want to keep it free. We want to keep it funky. But most importantly, we want to keep it fun. We're going with the flow, man. And we're going to go with the funky flow and just do it the way it meant, is meant to be done together, <laughs> moving forward. It's hot in here. Is it not hot in here? I'm not hot. No. Oh, my God. I'm wearing a toque and a flannel shirt. That might yeah. have something to do with it. I'm yeah. just in a t-shirt. I just got out of the shower. And you're drinking a coffee. I'm drinking a... Mm, this reminds me. Mm-hmm. A little cup of mud here. <laughs> so Hold I think on. you're really doing this to yourself. Oh, Jesus. Mm. You know, some things haven't changed at all. Why is that? Well, I'm pretty sure like in past episodes, you've also just been slurping your coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And beers. Yeah. And other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, can we talk about that? Have we talked about that on the show? Uh, no, because nope. it's only been, it's been a year this month that I have not had any alcohol. One year sober. Congrats. Thank you. Do you want to talk about why or what you're doing there? What's going on? Um, I just realized that I did not and do not have a great relationship with alcohol. And so the only way for me to get over it and get on top of it was to just stop it altogether. And so it hasn't been easy, but I've done it. It'll be at the end of February. So at the end of this month, it's been a full year since I've had any alcohol at all. And I feel good. Like I said, it hasn't been easy, but it's been, I feel good. I feel good about it. I feel stronger because of it. This proves to me that I can do hard things. You know, we just went on a family wine tour. The second annual. The first annual was super duper fun because I was drinking. I was partaking with the rest of the family. This second annual was my first annual as a sober person. I was a little bit worried about how fun it was going to be or how kind of like not fun it was going to be for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome. It was super fun. And I think because it has been a full year of me going to parties or like being social without drinking, because it's been a full year of it, it was much more fun than it would have been, say, 10 months ago. But it was really fun. And the best part of it is waking up the next day when everyone's talking about how they're not feeling good. And I am feeling wonderful. I'm feeling great. And I'm, you know, I got to have a really fun day with everyone, but still wake up and feel fresh and bright and ready to take on the day. Yeah, that must be a nice feeling because Sunday morning for me was... I felt pretty sh- ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> you had nothing to be ashamed of. Okay, good. Because I don't remember most of the day. And right. I'm sure that there's a couple wineries where the Dunham family's not welcome back. 
Probably at least one, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. We get loud and we start screaming yep. and um, just a lot of screaming. It was all in good fun. Yeah, you guys didn't do anything horrible, but it was just very loud. We're loud. Very loud. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the inhibitions go out the window yeah. and the and the um, the limiters come off and we just, everyone screams. Yeah. Happy birthday. My Whenever my family in the last few years has become a tradition because it happened one time, whenever we <laughs> sing happy birthday for a family member, it just devolves into just screaming. It's out of control. Yeah, there's no words. There's no melody. Just literally everyone just screaming yeah. at the top of their lungs. Which is weird for people that are not in the family that are around <laughs> when when we're out in public. So the, lady, yeah. the nice lady who was doing our wine tasting at, uh, can I say the name of the winery? Sure. The Good Earth, which is one of my favorite places to go it's when, the we, best. when we do this kind of thing. I think she was like probably scared. A bit frightened, yeah. And annoyed probably because mm-hmm. we were so loud. But we had It was our... the end of the day. I think she wanted us to go home. Yeah. Yeah. She put us in our own building. <laughs> but so... She saw us coming, I think, from a mile yeah. away. But we gave her a good tip. We made it worth her while. Yeah, I think. I think and we're so. nice. We're nice. We don't harass people. We're just no. very loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's all in good fun. And I think um, I'm also, although I was not hungover, very happy to participate in hangover behavior with you all day Sunday. So yeah, we, we ate junk it. food and we watched like four movies. Yeah. And I'm happy to just be lazy on the couch with you and, and enjoy the spoils of a hangover. Yeah, the although good part I'm of the not, hangover. Although I'm not hungover. Yeah. Yeah, and then today is recovering from the hangover day. Right. So, you know, <laughs> trip to the gym, eating better, yep. turning over a new leaf again. Mm-hmm. Congratulations on that year. Thank I've been, you. Obviously, I've seen it firsthand, and you're doing wonderfully, and uh, keep her going. Thanks, I feel good. Good. Mm-hmm. Speaking of feeling good. Yes. What record are we going to talk about today? Have we covered everything? We've we've yeah, we've up summed speak. up our There's year. There's lots of things happening, but sure. like, that's the main thing. We got married. Robin's turned over a new leaf. She's not drinking. I've I'm attempting to turn over a new leaf every day with my exercise and my eating, and sure. it's uh, that's a real struggle You're for me. You're doing as well. a great job. Yeah, I'm doing a great job. I really am. I think that's good. If you have any questions, uh, you can email us. No, we don't do that anymore. Yeah, don't yeah email just don't us. email us. Just send it to the Instagram, which is actually what is it? I forgot. At Reaction Brats Pod. At Reaction Brats Pod. Let us know what you think. About everything we've just talked about and everything that we'll continue to talk about for the rest of the podcast. Anyway. Yes. What record are we going to do today? We are going to do one of my favorites. Uh, we are going to do Lemonheads. It's a shame about Ray. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you're wearing a nice, beautiful Lemonhead shirt. I came for prepared. the business today. And I who, came prepared. Who surprised you with that shirt? You did. <laughs> you did. You bought this shirt for me. I'm a good guy. You are. Well, do you want to maybe do it? Let's do it. Let's do it. There's something, I feel something inside me, like we're supposed to do something right now. It's time for something, but I can't quite put my... What time is it, David? It's time for something. It's been so long since we've done this. What, 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 Wikipedia time? It's Wikipedia time. When you just want the fan, it's Wikipedia time. going to do this you don't want to do it yeah you're better at it than i am okay i mean i can do the record if you want okay the lemonheads are an american alternative rock band formed in boston massachusetts in 1986 by evan dando ben daly and jesse peretz dando has remained the band's only constant member after their initial punk influenced releases and tours as an independent college rock band in the late 1980s the lemonheads popularity with a mass audience grew in 1992 with the major label album it's a shame about ray which was produced engineered and mixed by the rob brothers this was followed by a cover of simon and garfunkel's mrs robinson which eventually became one of the band's most successful singles the lemonheads were active until 1997 before going on hiatus but reformed with a new lineup in 2005 and released the lemonheads the following year the band released its latest album, Varshan's 2, in February 2019. And I'm doing this one? Yeah, take it. You okay. got this. And the record were... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're just... You're in your head. You got this. Okay. One, two, three. The record we're talking about today is It's a Shame About Ray, which is the fifth album by... The Lemonheads, released on June 2nd, 1992. I was just finishing the ninth grade. The album was produced by the Rob Brothers. At the time of principal recording, the band consisted of Evan Dando on lead guitars and lead vocals. (laughs) 
lead vocals and guitar, Juliana Hatfield, bass, backing vocals, former subject of, of one of our podcasts, and her band with the fella from Not A Surf. What's... Um, okay, this is terrible. Uh, Julia, what? Juliana Hatfield and David Ryan on drums. Though not originally on the album, the band's cover of S&G's, that's what I call Simon and Garfunkel, Very Mrs. Cool. Robinson was added to the album in later pressings after it had become a major worldwide radio hit, and it features a later lineup of the band with Nick Dalton on bass. You did it. Good job. Yeah, I got there eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of history of this record, but I know that you do. Oh my goodness. I really think that I have listened to this record, I would say thousands of times. I know every nuance, every like, yeah. Every, ooh, every, like, I know every nuance of this record. Yeah. So when did you get this record? When it came out later? Like I first heard of the Lemonheads when I was watching Much Music, so the Canadian video channel, and I saw a video for Mrs. Robinson. That was the first time that I had ever heard of the Lemonheads, and I ran to the nearest record store. It was just the coolest. Like they're on that boat. Evan Dando was like so handsome. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I have a follow-up like, question. I fell madly in love. You have a follow-up question? Well, do you think a lot of the success of the Lemonheads, like it helped that he was like a male model looking type of fella, did not? Oh, well, it totally helped that he was like super hot for sure. But however, that being said, when I ran to the record shop, I bought it on cassette, but the version that I had didn't have Mrs. Robinson on mm-hmm. it. So I bought it anyway, based on the fact that like, it sounded like nothing I'd heard of to that point, uh, up until that point. Mm -hmm. And I didn't care that Mrs. Robinson was on it. I just needed more of what I had heard. Yeah. And then I was obsessed. I brought it home and I was obsessed from there on in. So that would have been, I was in grade 10. I'm a year ahead of you. So I was in grade 10, you were in grade 9. Yeah. Um, I have a way with them. I just wonder if you turned that video on and like... It and wasn't, it was a troll singing Mrs. Clint, Robinson? It was Clint Howard <laughs> in The Lemon Heads. Would it have had as much of an impact? Oh, for sure. I think yeah. because, it again, it sounded like, yes, I fell madly in love with Evan Dando and mm-hmm. I have been and will be in love with him for the rest of my life. However, it still sounded like... Like I said, nothing I'd ever heard before. Mm-hmm. And I just needed more of it. Was that an asshole thing for me to bring up? To be like, oh, you only liked him because he was cute? I don't mean it like that. I mean, in the general sense, if his looks helped the success of the group. It must have. How could it not? Well, I don't know. Did Frank Black's looks help the Pixies? Well, no, because he doesn't look like a male model, probably, right? Right. So yeah, I don't know what tangent I'm going down here. This is a silly tangent. Maybe we'll cut this out. <laughs> Should we start this over again? Or did I just make a good point there? You made a great point. Mm-hmm. I just know that there was a much was made of his looks in the 90s. For sure. Because like he was he's on, super hot. That's what I mean. Does that that must have helped a little bit with the band's success. It has, has to have. You know what I mean? Like, But again, Frank Black's looks didn't help with the success of the Pixies. Like, Well, we can get to do a debate of who's better musically. Sure. Yeah. I don't know about that. But, but yeah, I don't know. Like Evan Dando was on the covers of magazines, but was Frank Black not on the cover of magazines? With the rest of the band, he was never on the cover of magazines by himself. Not as a, not a, not as a pix- member not of Pixies when he was with Pixies. No. Okay, but anyway, yes, Evan Dando 100% was a hunk and was like, or is a hunk 100%. I agree with you. He was taken like away from the band and put on covers of magazines mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, there's some marketing there for sure. But I don't think that takes away from no. them musically. I should mention after that that I love this record mm-hmm. too. I'm not I'm this isn't me disparaging them. I just mm-hmm. was curious what your thoughts on that as a girl who probably thought he was super cute. What? What's wrong? I just think your chair's a bit squeaky. You're gonna oh, okay. be annoyed when you're editing. I gotta stop moving. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm nervous. We haven't done this in a while. Yeah, I don't have a history. All I know about this record is that uh, when I was in grade ten I was in a band called Drunk Uncle. Mm-hmm. And Brad Faulkner and Brandon Morris, and I think Jarrett Kramer, the other member of the band, all liked this record. What a bunch of cool dudes. So I remember hearing Allison starting to happen. I think this is, no, this is after Mrs. Robinson because I was in grade 10. So this is 92 going into 93. And I was always like, yeah, Lemonhead's cool, whatever. I liked, um, what's the song from the next record, the cover of the bassist's band? Into Your Arms. The cover of the bassist's band? Yeah, that Into Your Arms is a cover of Nick Dalton's band from Australia. Whatever him and that him and the lady, oh. him and his lady friend, hmm. into your arms is a cover of their. Okay, here's a clip. And I liked that song when it was out, but uh, yeah, that song "Come On Feel." 
Yeah. And mm-hmm. I never, but I never really delved in until again we started dating. I love this record. Yeah, it's great. Um, Come on, feel the lemonheads is good too, but it's not as good as this one. Yeah, come on, feel is great. I would say that this record, it's a shame that Ray has no skips. There's no skips on this one. Agreed. There's a couple of skips on Come on, feel. Yeah, I would say. Well, there's no skippers on this one, and I think we should probably get into it, right? Yeah, let's do it. Well, then, what's the name of that first track there, sweetheart? It's rock and stroll. She takes me on a rock and stroll. What do you think of that track? It's a fun one to open the record with, for sure. It's oh, a great one. It's yeah. a jaunty little fun track. Yeah, it's bouncy. It's happy. Yeah. It's just a rocking little stroll that could take you on there, isn't it? It is. And it's written from the perspective of a toddler and a stroller. I was going to say, he picks you up. Evan kisses you on your little cherubic face and he puts you in that little four-wheeled stroller. And he just takes you around rock and roll town. Off you go. You know? Mm-hmm. Take it all in, little I kid. I love it. Yeah. Great. I know that song, actually. I mean, I know it now, but I think that's one that I always kind of knew. There was a video for that one? Yeah. Yeah. Little Kid in a Stroller. I must have saw that back in the day, because I always kind of knew that song. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This record reminds me of the 90s and times in my life in the 90s, even though I wasn't listening to it. Does that make any sense? Totally. It was probably on at like parties and stuff. It was on at parties. All my friends liked it. It just It's part of why I like listening to this record, probably, because it just takes me back to a simpler time. For sure. Wasn't simple at the time. No, probably a lot of emotions. Yeah, but yeah. the perspective of age, simpler time. Oh, yeah. All you had to do was like work and have fun. Yeah. And by work, I mean like, well, for you at the pizza shop. Yeah, I worked at Buckwheat's Pizza. I had to work. Well, when this record came out, I didn't have a job. I was working like... Neither did I. Yeah. So we didn't even have to work. No. <laughs> we just had to like have fun. Yep. That was our lives. I just had to avoid girls I had crushes on in the high school hallways, mm-hmm. play hockey, that was like job. I hated playing hockey. Yeah. I hated playing hockey. Yeah. Anyway, we won't get too into the weeds there with that. Well, mm-hmm. that's for another day. But uh, yeah, rock and stroll, rocking. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Four mm-hmm. thumbs up. Oh, look at us. Four <laughs> thumbs up. We're married. <laughs> What's the next one there? Confetti. He kind of should have sort of would have loved her. He could have. The story's getting closer to the end. He kind of should have sort of would have loved her. He could have. Kinda shoulda, sorta, woulda loved to have some pudding. It's a classic. Yeah, this song is fantastic. Oh yeah, this is like this sums up this record. I think you know? it's my favorite on the record, probably yeah. as a as an outsider to mm-hmm. the album. Yeah, for this sure. one's great. So good. Mm-hmm. What are those lyrics about? I think it's about his parents' divorce. Oh, yeah. His dad didn't love his mom. She kind of shoulda, sorta, woulda loved her if he could have. Yeah, but he didn't. The story's getting closer to the end. Ooh, that's heavy. Yeah. Evan took it hard, apparently. Yeah. Well, you know, children of divorce, we got to write about these things. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to take it down a notch there. I just thought maybe it was a nice little song about something that wasn't so sad. But Well, uh, it is a nice little song, you know? People like that go through these things, they make art out of it. It's true. Isn't it wonderful? It's very true. That's why some of the best art I've ever made has come... I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, should we do the next song? Yeah, you want to move on from Confetti? Actually, I should say before we go too much further that this is probably the first episode we've ever done where I haven't done any research. You know oh, well, that... I'm a little bit of a pro here. You're a bit of a pro. Yeah. And I think you get annoyed at me sometimes that I'm like, I need to do my research. Well, I mean, yeah. Sometimes I think we should just hop on the mics and like let it flow, you I know? I know, but then I get paranoid that like we're not going to have enough to discuss to fill the time. That's why I kind of like, I'd like to in, insert some trivia into the podcast. Right. I haven't done that this time. So I have no cool stories or little like, did you know this about the record? I don't, I don't have any of that this time. Right. Which I get. I also don't know that I have any of that. Although what I like about our podcast is the stories about where we were at this stage in our lives and the like personal stories that we bring to the music, mm-hmm. you know, or with the music yeah. and with the artists and the records. Me too. 
And I don't think that needs to be researched. But no, that doesn't need to be researched. But I think sometimes it's fun to stick in a little, uh, hey, did you know this? It is totally. And maybe people are listening to the podcast looking for some education on the records and the artists. I don't know. Well, let's put it to the people. Want to ask? Yeah. Hey, if you would like... I don't even know what the question would be. Hey, if you want some more uh, research done or if you, or better, are you looking for facts? Are you well, looking better, for facts? Better question is, did you like this uh, version of the show where I didn't do any research? Yeah. Let us know at yeah. reaction brats pod Instagram. Like if you're looking for like producers and I don't know, like other like facts about stuff mm-hmm. other than like our feelings about it yeah. and our emotions, which about are it, facts. and like how much we love everything. Then like maybe this podcast isn't for you mm-hmm. or let us know. And David can do that stuff. Cause that's the kind of stuff that he does. That's not the stuff I do. I talk about my feelings. And yeah. I like, I love everything. I, I like doing it. And to be honest, I feel a little unprepared looking at the desk and there's no like scraps of <laughs> no paper notes. or an iPad with <laughs> notes on it. Like, cause usually there is. So yeah. I do feel, I feel strange about it, but you know, we'll, we're gonna go with it yeah uh what's that next song called it's a shame about ray title track it's a I love the drum sound on the whole record, but this song in particular, it's just that big boxy, usually boxy is a bad uh, adjective when you describe a drum sound, but it's like a big boxy, roomy, fat, snare, just live, good drum sound. Yeah, doesn't sound like dated. Yeah, because sometimes, like especially early 90s, I mean, any decade you can place when things were recorded because they kind of have a sound. This is That's kind of a timeless drum sound. The record doesn't sound dated to me, mm-hmm. but then again, I might be biased because these are my developmental years, so I'm, sure. you know, I'll lean towards this sound anyways. But this doesn't sound dated, and uh, the song itself is fantastic. Oh, the song's great. Yeah. Yeah, I love it too. It's Again, classic Lemonheads. Well, we were discussing it in the cars today, and they mentioned Shorty Shea. Yeah, a little shout out to your friend there. Yeah, as... I've been very interested in the Manson case in the last few years. I won't get into it, but yeah, Shorty Shea was one of the uh, ranch hands at the Spawn Ranch that the Manson family murdered. He's mentioned in the song. So I was like, what is this song about? And you told me, but I don't remember. Yeah, I, d- I don't think it's um, about a Manson murder in particular, but I, if I remember correctly, it's um, a like a newspaper article that Evan Dando was just reading one morning and um, Ray was a murderer that never... Um, his body was never found, I think, or mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it was a murder necessarily, but a missing person whose body was never found or something like that. I don't quite remember. But like you, Evan Dando was also um, interested in the Manson murders and he just slipped a shorty Shay in there. Yeah. Because he says the lyric is some things need to go away. And then Julian Hatfield says Shorty Shay. Yeah. They got rid of him. Well, there's reasons they killed him. But anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I was just, so, But Ray wasn't killed. This isn't a Manson murder. I don't believe so. No. Oh, okay. Well. I think it was just a newspaper article and he wrote a song about it that day. Case in point. This is where I would have done some research <laughs> before we did the podcast. So if you know who Ray is and why it's a shame, let us know at Reaction Brats Pod. Evan, I know you're listening. He's totally listening. Tell us about Ray, because I'm 46 years old. My memory is gone to shit. Gone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, rudderless. Redditless? Rudderless. Rudderless. Waiting for something to break. Left my heart out to be. Nothing. That's one of my favorite tunes on the record. That one's really good too. Yeah. What do you think that one's about? 
Well, it sounds like um, a breakup, like um, past love, you know? Oh, is that what it's about? Yeah. Well, I don't know, but that's what it sounds like. What I also love about Rudderless is I just think it's really good lyrics. I love when he says, slip my mind that I could use my brain. I'll stay up all night, crash on the plane. Like that's one of my favorite lyrics. It's just like smart and mm-hmm. clever. Yeah, there's you know? a story there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that one's great. I don't have any deeper thoughts. I really like it. Well, and like how fun is like ship without a rudder's like a ship without a rudder's yeah. like a ship without a rudder's 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 like a ship without a rudder. It's just a fun, really good song. I don't know. Like again, like it's I love it. Like I don't know. I don't have anything else to add other than like I fucking love that song. You don't have to add anything other than that. Mm-hmm. I don't. But no. I will. It's a great song. I love it. We're about to go look, see them. We are. So we're going to go see them at the Phoenix in Toronto. Play It's a Shame, but Ray from start to finish. And it's a rescheduled show. Yes. It was supposed to happen in November. November but they got um, snowed in. They got snowed in in Buffalo. What's that next toony tune? My drug buddy. Oh, had a few of those. She's coming over. We'll go out walking. Make a call. I'm looking in There comes a smile on my face There's still some the same stuff we got yesterday There's still some the same stuff we got yesterday Yeah Pretty little song It's a really pretty little song It's about being a drug bag yeah, a drug bag in love. Yeah, with another drug bag. Yeah. Been there. You you know all about that. <laughs> I think um, this song, I really like the songwriting. I think, again, with the lyrics, we see here something that I love about Evan Dando is some autobiographical songwriting. Something that we see later on, decades later, with someone like, say, Taylor Swift and her songwriting, her lyrics. Don't give me that face, David. <laughs> What I'm saying, let me make this connection. No, no, go for okay, it. Okay, so Taylor Swift writes her songs using, she's not using metaphors when she writes her lyrics. People know who she's singing about because she has very public relationships. She's singing about real things that have happened. And I think that's um, why I like her songs and I think why a lot of people like her songs. And so it's also something that I really like about Evan Dando's songwriting. Again, I don't know for sure that he's writing autobiographical lyrics, but I like to think these are real. He's I mean, gotta be. We know he's a... He's got addiction issues. But like in My Drug Buddy, he says, so we take off out Fiona's door. You know, I like to think that there's a real Fiona. Like, I I don't think that. Yeah, Fiona Apple. Well, I know in the world, I know in the world there's a real Fiona. Oh, you mean in his life. In his life, you know. Because there's definitely Fiona's. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. But, um, you know, and he says like, as the cars fly up King Street, it's enough to startle us. Like, I like to think in my head that he's writing about a real night that he's had with his drug buddy yeah you know i'm sure it is <laughs> thanks is that juliana hatfield singing with them she's singing all the backups she's on the record, singing right? all backup yeah yeah wonderful song i love it it's, and it's about drugs yeah yeah what's the next song called the turnpike down my country was One of the really fun things about doing a podcast about this record is so short. So typically when we're doing a podcast about any record is we just listen to a little snippet while we throw to the songs. We listen to a little snippet off mic so that we can just kind of refresh. But these songs are so short and jaunty that we listen to the whole song. It's 
they're just, I love it. A short song. If you can't say what you want to say in two and a half minutes, don't say it, you know? Yeah, in the case of a band like this, sure. But I mean, if you're Genesis, sure. you, you need nine minutes to say what you got to say. Maybe. Yeah, this is also a favorite of mine on the record, I would yeah. say. It's got like a bit of a country-ish twang to it. Mm-hmm. We know that he's a fan of old country. Yeah. And uh, again, the drum sound. I love that big, fat, traveling Wilburys, Jeff Lynn snare sound. Just yeah. great. Yeah, I love that. And again, doesn't sound dated. Just sounds really cool. And This whole record doesn't sound dated to No, me. I don't think so at all. No, it just it's kind of timeless music and production, I think. Mm-hmm. But these Rob brothers are uh, 60s fellas too, I think, from the little research I did as we were pulling up the Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're classic. They were classic dudes and uh, he's a classic dude and they made a classic record yeah this song's fun this is like i like that it's upbeat i like that it's just yeah i love it i think that the lyrics to me they sound like demo lyrics like the you know like the scrambled eggs lyrics Mm -hmm. that he just never replaced and wrote real lyrics for you know butterscotch street lamps mark my path i don't know they just or he wrote them three minutes before they recorded vocals yeah kurt cobain style sure yeah great song yep let's move on to the next one side two bit part Give me your best impression of the beginning of that song. (laughs) Okay, ready? I just want a bit part in your life. I just want a bit part in your life. Can I do it? Yeah. Ready? I just want a bit part in your life. I just want a bit part in your life. I think we both nailed it. I think the neighbors, we've talked about this all the time. We're always screaming, as mentioned before, the Dunham screams. We're having fun, but we're yeah. screaming at each other. We're screaming silly things. But like the neighbors. We also sing a lot. But the screaming, the yeah. neighbors must be like, what is going on? Like they probably think that I'm a violent man. Well, at least we have the windows down right now. Like when it's like springtime and the windows are open again, then we have to like really be I think concerned. we reined it in, but like... We'll be screaming at the back there. They could be in their backyard. I'm screaming <laughs> something ridiculous. They don't, they can't tell. They don't know we're joking. I think they just think we're weird. Hopefully. Yeah. Because, well, we are. Totally. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, bit part. I got a little bit of a part of my heart loves that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> were you were you rehearsing this? No. Can't you tell? Yeah. Uh, bit part. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit good. It is a little bit good. Yeah. It goes along with my um, song one side two theory. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's always a good song because it it makes you want to flip. Yeah, and flip out. And flip out, yeah. I don't think it's like the best song on the record, but Mm -hmm. I do love it. Have you been looking at Setlist for this reunion uh, playing Shame About Ray show? Because this record's, what, 32 minutes long? Yeah. Well, uh, we can get into that. Let's do it. I'm a little bit worried. Okay. So I have a history with Evan Dando. He's broken my heart over and over again. Like any kind of not great relationship, he disappoints me. And then just as I'm about to give up, he reels me in again. You know, he gives me just enough sweetness to reel me back in. And then I'm like, okay, I love you. I love you. I'm here to stay. Let's like make this work. And then he disappoints me again. And then I'm like, why did you do this to me? I'm giving up on you. And then he gives me just enough sweetness again to like, I'm here. I'm here. So... I saw him for the first time in 93 at the concert hall with Red Cross. Fell madly in love. It was amazing. I was really young. I was like 16, I think. The next time I saw him was in 96 at the Opera House. Again, amazing. Again, I was 20 years old. What did I know? But it was a good show. But I think also like he was like, he was still like in it. Mm -hmm. Then I saw him in 97 at the Reading Festival. I remember that being good. But I also remember like, I don't know. I don't really count festivals. You liked menswear at the time. You can't be trusting your own opinion. Hey, hey. Anyway. 
Anyway, like I've seen him at Lee's Palace, I think in 06. And then like there was just like Evan Dando on tour alone numerous times. Toronto, Hamilton. I remember a show at the Underground in Hamilton. I don't remember what year. I think I was living back in Hamilton. So it would have been like at least a 04, 05, 06, maybe even a bit later. But he like literally came out on stage, played for, I don't know, I'm going to say maybe 20 minutes. And then he just walked off the stage and that was the end of the show. Like Brody will have better details Brody our friend who was running the underground at the time would know the exact details in my head I know that he was sick he like had a cold or something he was sniffling and like complaining the whole time he was playing in my head it was 20 minutes he played a couple of songs and then he walked off stage without saying anything and we were all just like waiting like what's is he coming back out what's happening dickhead and he never came back yeah there's been times when I've gone to Toronto and it's been shows similar where I have said like I am never ever traveling outside of the city to see that man again he's broken my heart too many times but what are we doing in april we're traveling outside of the city to see him again so i've seen numerous shows now where bands will play a record like there's been enough we're old enough that we've gone to numerous um anniversary tours Mm -hmm. and they play the record from start to finish but then they play a second set that's what i'm expecting but that's what like my best case scenario the best case scenario like perfect world scenario is that they come out they play it's a shame about ray from start to finish perfectly we get like a good version of evan and then they play another set of like good songs well this leads me back to my original question have you looked at the set list for when they were on tour in the fall yes i believe that i did and i believe that there were two sets okay there has to be this record's so short where i worry is that there's been like months off now between these two so he's out of practice he's out of routine and i think he's just doing nova scotia and then toronto the next day makeup shows makeup shows for what he couldn't do yeah that's dicey it's very dicey. Yeah. So my expectation, I'm going to go in low. My expectation is we get It's a Shame About Ray and That's It, which I'm fine with if we get good Evan. If we get like top tier Evan Dando for It's a Shame About Ray start to finish. Well, one can only hope. Yeah. And dare to dream. Mm-hmm. You catch a dream, you hold on tight. And then I mean it this time. I mean it. I have said it many times. I mean it this time. Mm -hmm. I will never travel outside of Hamilton. I do want to say there was a show at the Casbah in 2014 where he played and it was just him on the stage. I went with Lisa Lincoln and it was amazing. Goosebumps, tears. Incredible. Incredible. Like, again, this is the like little breadcrumbs he gives me that reels me back in Mm -hmm. you know there's only one way to find out we are going to do a show the week after that what's the plan well the week after we see the Lemonheads we go to Depeche Mode and they'll have dropped the new record that week too so we'll do a Depeche Mode episode where we can talk about how the Lemonhead show was exactly so we'll look forward to that let's move on okay so then the next song is Allison starting to happen she'd shake it up was hard to make out now it's plain to see I couldn't cook to save myself Found my life for a recipe I never looked at her this way before But now she's all I see Allison started to happen Allison started to happen Allison started to happen To me little funny story about the song Mm -hmm. i think i knew this song but it must have been a couple years ago maybe or a year ago at band practice our friend of the show chris bell was there obviously and uh, i was singing allison starting to happen and then chris just out of the blue goes allison's getting her tit pierced and i was like that's a funny thing to say that'd be a funny if the song actually really said that (laughs) and it does say that it does Allison's getting her tip pierced. Rocking little tune. What's the story? Isn't Allison the bassist's girlfriend? You told me that. Yeah. Allison's the bassist's girlfriend. And the interesting thing about that is just how fun, for me anyway, how fun it was in the 90s to find out this kind of stuff, right? Because music wasn't as accessible as it is Information now. certainly wasn't, yeah. Music and information. Yeah. So we had to read magazines, right? You mm-hmm. had to like, I. so I think that we would have been reading or I would have been reading a magazine, Eleven Heads article, to find out that Allison was Nick Dalton's girlfriend in Australia. And she was actually the drummer in this band called Smudge. So then you go like, oh my God, we need to know everything about Smudge. And so then you read all these articles about Smudge and you go to the record store and you find CDs, like Smudge CDs. And we were making our own Smudge 
smudge t-shirts because you couldn't just like buy a smudge shirt buy a smudge shirt you know and it makes me think like how that kind of stuff kids miss out on now you know because it's music is so accessible Mm -hmm. which is also good like we were just talking about how our 13 year old now has she knows who Fugazi is because she's listening to something that Spotify is like hey you like this check out Fugazi we think you'd like that you know and Mm -hmm. she does so you know on one hand it's cool that she can check out that kind of stuff and get to like love that but there's something missed in the thrill of discovery is yeah. maybe gone it's just it's shifted to a different method basically mm-hmm. i think the availability of music streaming services and stuff for especially kids their age is yeah it's all there mm-hmm. it is it was, cool that they like the algorithm suggests cool yeah. bands mm-hmm. you know because i would never think to like play fugazi yeah. for her but can i sing you a smudge song i would love it it goes if i turned you down would you call me it was Bubba bubaga, bubba ganish. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> that's smudge, yeah. folks. <laughs> it was really good. Next song is uh, Hannah and Gabby. I'm not a twangy little number yes again a little country twang some lap steel in there mm-hmm. i love it just very very pretty and nice yeah when think? i was a teenager i was gonna have two daughters when i grew up and i was gonna name them hannah and gabby when i tell you i was obsessed with this record i i really mean it oh i believe it because if you want to go to our instagram page right now at reaction brats pod there is a simply adorable photo of a 16 year old robin holding a elmo bubble bath yeah and uh just looking so so cute in a lemonheads t-shirt in a lemonheads t-shirt yeah yeah i have a couple photos of me in a lemonheads t-shirt and funny thing um that will also post on the reaction brats page was last summer we had taken boxes out of storage and i was going through them and there was a photo of me in a lemonheads t-shirt um from i think it was 93 and um or 94 and the day that i was sorting through the photos i was also in a lemonheads t-shirt so we took a picture of me because it's a very 2022 like i'm wearing this lemonhead shirt tucked into jeans but in 1994 i'm in like an oversized lemonhead shirt big baggy jeans big baggy jeans like yeah. it's a very 1994 fit but it's just funny that i found that photo and i'm like oh my god i'm You're like wearing, wearing the same outfit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 30 years later yeah we're gonna repost that is that the plan yeah i'll repost it yeah. at reaction brad's pod what's that next song called kitchen thrilled to be I love this song. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's a great song. Yes. Love the chorus. Me too. I love everything about this song. What's this song about? Let's look at the lyrics. What do you think? I think it's about being in love. I think it's about a great loving relationship. Thrilled to be in the same postal code as you. I tell you things I think you'd like to know. Treat you to cake every night. Like, that doesn't sum up the perfect relationship. I don't know what does. Mm -hmm. They must have fallen in love in a kitchen. It all started there, yeah. I just love this song. And again, it's autobiographical. Autobiographical, I think. You know, um, he talks about Mount Vernon Street. You know what else I really like? When he says, um, we repeat the same stories, but of course never in front of friends. I think, I don't know, I think that that's such a relationship thing. You know, how you just talk about the same things over and over again. And you are so like silly and weird in a relationship. And you act a certain way and you talk about certain things that you would never say in front of your friends you know yeah like that's such a it's just such a relationship inappropriate thing. things that should not be discussed or in just polite like company silly things yeah. or like stupid things that like yeah you would never do in front of other people i love that about relationships mm-hmm. i love that that's just part of the relationship and sharing that like those silly things with one person in the world it's a wonderful <laughs> development i love mm-hmm. it I love it. I love it too. The next song is called Ceiling Fan in My Spoon. Another one about drugs. 
This is one of my favorites on the record. Um, I have a question. Yes. How do you know he's not singing about a cereal spoon? He could be. I just know that you cook heroin in a spoon. So I'm just assuming. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think I really like that one because it sounds like Who's Could Do. Yeah? Yeah. The verse is like, sounds like it could be a Grant Hart composition. And then the chorus and the bridge are very Bob Mould. Hmm. And, you know, these guys were the right age. And oh, yeah. the right scene where that they definitely would have been an influence. So, yeah, that's like one of my favorites on the record. Is Who's Could Do and Bob Mould, et cetera, from Boston? No, in Minneapolis. Oh, Minneapolis. Yeah, they formed in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Do you Can like I- that one? Yeah, that one's good. Can I tell you something about it? Yes. So when you open the gatefold of the record, they have the lyrics written out, which they also had on the cassette. Interesting thing about the lyrics is that they're all here, but all mixed up. Ah. So not too long after I bought the cassette, I uh, solved this. Oh, you went through it? I went through it. Yeah. So I listened to it over and over and I broke this all down and I wrote out this puzzle. Was it on the same picture? Because it's impossible to read. I can't even see it. I don't remember if it was from the same picture or not. I just remember that it's the same format, that it's just like all the lyrics, but like broken down. And I took hours, probably my whole day. And I figured out all of the song lyrics because ceiling fan in my spoon, I couldn't figure out what the lyrics were. So that song in particular is what inspired me to spend my day like this. Keep in mind, I also didn't know anyone at the time. Like when I got the cassette, I knew not one person who also liked the Lemonheads at the time until a few months later when I met the person who would become my boyfriend for the next five years. I didn't know anyone that liked this kind of music or liked the Lemonheads or was someone that I could talk to about the Lemonheads. So I was by myself in my bedroom listening to this cassette on repeat, solving this riddle, (laughs) you know, but like, again, but the hell do we have to do with our teenager energy yeah what were you gonna do yeah (laughs) i had nothing to do that saturday yeah so this was what i did with my day that's funny Mm -hmm. i think we're at the end of the album there's one song left right frank mills yeah i met a boy called frank mills on september 12th right here in front of the waverly but unfortunately i lost his address he was last seen with his friend, a drummer he resembles George Harrison of the Beatles, but he wears his hair tied in a small bow at the back. I love him, but it's a good one. So pretty. It is very pretty. What's that song about? That is a song from Hair. The musical. Oh, he didn't write that. No, that's a cover. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have done my research. Well, I did it for you. There Thank you, you go. I knew that one already. Well, it's very pretty. It's a beautiful song. I love it. You actually have an adorable video of your son singing that when he was how old? Uh, geez, I don't know, four. He sings the whole song, right? Yeah. Well, because I had sung it to him, like from the day he was born, literally, like we're in the hospital and he was just a newborn baby and I just felt like singing to him and that was the song that came out of my mouth. So since that day forward, I would sing it to him every day whenever he was crying or and he was a big crier. So whenever I wanted to calm him down, I would sing that song to him and it was magic. I mean, it would if he was like screaming in the car, I would just start singing it and he would stop crying and um. I think just because I sang it to him so often that it just would soothe him. There was a time I remember we were at the mall. Again, he was just a newborn. Um, We were at the mall and there used to be a place at the mall that like breastfeeding moms could go and feed their kids feed their babies. It's like a nice little room. It was dim. It had comfy couches. And there were other moms there feeding their babies in this little room. And Rudy just started to scream. I had finished feeding him. And I don't know if he was like still hungry or what. I don't know. But he was like screaming. And again, like there's other moms. I'm a new mom. I'm embarrassed. I'm like, I want my baby to stop crying. I just stand up and I just start singing Frank Mills to him. And he just stopped. He stopped crying. And all these other new moms are staring at me like I've done some voodoo or something. Like, show me your ways what have you done you know the song just had this like power over him so um then as he got older like literally every night i talked to man i was like okay time to sing your song and so i would sing frank mills to him and then as he got older we'd sing it together like up until just a couple of years ago we were still singing 
maybe more than a couple. He's 14 now. Mm. So we were singing Frank Mills at every tuck-in. Yeah. So yeah, I have a video of him on the front porch. Um, and I think he's four and he's singing it by himself mm. by then because like I'd said I'd probably sung it to him a thousand times by then I don't know how many days by your time you're four he's alive what 1200 days 1300 days so I had sung it to him enough times that he knew yeah. he knew it from start to finish so we'll post go, it yeah go to our Instagram it's at reaction brats pod there's mm-hmm. a lovely photo of a young Robin 16 years old wearing her lemonheads shirt and a beautiful video of a young Rudy Nickel singing Frank Mills yeah I'll, I'll also post any like concert stubs any ticket stubs that I can find too of the lemonhead shows that I'd gone to and any of that kind of stuff too. yeah little trip down memory lane. Uh, that's the end of the record proper, but obviously they added Mrs. Robinson later. Yeah. Uh, you have all heard it. You want to hear a clip? Here's a clip. It's you, Mrs. Robinson. Wow. It's still good. It's still great. great. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then the all the covers and, you know, some extras uh, and demos on the 30th anniversary edition vinyl. Yeah. I really like the um, demo of Shameable Ray, the acoustic demo. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really great. And that's what I mean. If we get a good Evan Dando for the show in March, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be such a good show because mm-hmm. he normally comes out just with his acoustic guitar and play some covers and some just acoustic versions. And it's going to be amazing. Come on, Evan. You can do it, buddy. You can do it, buddy. We believe in you. Well, I'll, I think we do. I'm reeling back in, you know, I'm just, don't break my heart again, please. Speaking of heartbreak, I think it's the end of the episode. This was really good for our first kick at the can back at it, you know? Yeah, I had fun. I had fun too. I love doing this with you. Yeah, I love it too. Well, let's do some more. Okay. There'll be at least two episodes this year, maybe three. Perhaps. Well, that's it. Yeah. I think that's uh, all we have to say. Check us out on Instagram at Reaction Brats Pod. Check out old episodes. There's a few of them. Yeah, I would start um, more recent and work your way back. We yeah. definitely get better as we go along. Don't start at the beginning. No, it's don't do that. Anywho, Robin, thanks for listening. This has been great, David. This has been great. We'll see you next time. Bye. Some things need to go